now listening to the Seventh Rounders. Welcome back to the Seventh Rounders. After a brief hiatus, the boys are back in town. Um, kind of been a busy week in sports. We were in a lull, and now we're like back in full force. Uh, we had a big weekend. A lot going on. We had we had NASCAR. We had golf. We had hot. We had playoff hockey. We the had first sport you say is NASCAR. NASCAR. Yeah, I was just about to say. I love how he leads off with NASCAR being the headliner. <laughs> NASCAR is on my mind because after uh, last Sunday, not yesterday, but last Sunday, Clemens was on a heater, two for two on NASCAR bets. I feed him Monday morning. Hey, bet the nine, bet the nineteen before. The lines change. They had good value on both of them. This was a new track that they were at this past Sunday. Never run there before. I tell Clemens on Monday, place the bets on the 9 and the 19. Guess who wins? The 9. So I'm 3 for 3 on this giving This guy is Clemens mad. Back. He's mad for no reason, man. I don't understand why he's so pissed off about this. I've already said... My fault. My bad. You called the winner. I tried to live bet him. My you book didn't apologize. I want also, a apology. Also, Chad, I can't bet on NASCAR on Monday. That's not even listed on, on the book on Monday. It's not. It's not. So you got And I'm not blaming you for not reminding me. I did forget, but you didn't remind me. At okay. the same time. And I'm sorry. I'll I'm sorry for myself for, for not winning that money. Do you know what his odds were? Uh, it wasn't great. He was like plus 290, plus 270, plus no. 290. So. I mean, he was the favorite um, going in, but I knew since it was a new track, you'd get a little better odds than like Watkins Glen, for example. Um, but a big I love the Glen. Yeah. Glen raised me. Weekend coming up, we we have a double header. We have uh, a race at Charlotte on Sunday and the Indy 500 on Sunday. Okay, I can't wait. Um, we're gonna we're gonna move to a different. We're gonna move on to <laughs> yeah. film. Okay, let's so, start to lead off. I gotta cut you yeah. off. Chad, you get you get overly excited about things. I know. Particularly okay. NASCAR. Just shut it down. Okay. Phil Mickelson won a major. Phil Mickelson, the old lefty, that old sandbagger, fifty years old, and he just went out and just took it to Brooks Kapka. Just he just slapped him around the golf course. He just got physical with with Brooks and just shook him like a rag doll. Um, Brooks couldn't hang. So Brooks is now choked back to back. You know, he's battling with Tiger in the 2019 masters and then, you know, battling with Phil yesterday in the PGA championship and couldn't get it done. No one more excited than my father. He was fired up. He made me drive the, all the way home from South Bend cause he had to watch it. So I had to listen on the radio. Not quite the same. Um, I, uh, I mean, you, you you got to put it into context, though. Like, Brooks could barely bend down to look at his putts. That guy's playing injured right now. He's hurt. But yeah. we need to shout out Phil, oldest player to win a major ever. There was, like, one point in the third round I got a little bit worried he wasn't going to pull it out. When he put it in the water with that tee yeah. ball, he went bogey double. And I think and I think Oosthuizen birdied in the third round when that yeah, happened. They were tied. And then... You know, there was a couple times where people got within like one stroke of Phil on Sunday, but I was never worried that he was going to lose it. He was in like complete control. Like he finished what one over for the day. But I mean, like 
Connor said it perfectly. He was never like scrambling at all. He had a couple bogeys. Everyone was throwing bogeys around, but he was just cool, calm, collected. He, I was, hitting, the, he was hitting bombs and hellacious seeds. Hellacious. Very hellacious. He um, hit a ball 360, dude. 350 and 360 on, I believe, 16 and 17. That's un, That's unbelievable. He's 50 years old. I love his swing. I think he did have wind at his back. And, I mean, the course was fast. It was playing playing quick. But, I mean, that's a lot of yards. He out Seven. he out drove Brooks. Yeah, the longest uh, course in major history. I played at just over 7,800 yards, which I don't really know how to put that in perspective because that's freaky long. Um, a fun fact that I didn't know until yesterday listening was – Phil didn't even qualify for the tournament. He had he received a special exemption to play in it. So he wasn't wow. even I think you have to be like top 120 in the world um if you're a former champion wow. and he was not top 120 in the world. Um so I mean, absolutely incredible. Then I my, my dad loves Phil. He, he's trying to argue with me that, you know, there're more people like Phil than Tiger. I'm like that's just that's just hellaciously wrong. But sometimes it's not Did worth it. Did you use that word right there? No, I didn't use hellaciously. Not even close, I don't think. Yeah, I was like, too, I had a headache. I just didn't want to hear it yesterday. It was a long car ride home. was not what I was looking for. You had a hellacious headache. I had a I hellacious more, I think that's a little more in line. We can't say that word again. I, I cut that <laughs> word off. I, I, I had a weekend. I was I struggled yesterday, but I fought through Listen. it. I think, uh, dude, I think you're, you might underestimate how many people love Phil Mickelson these days. Um, I, the bar was, I was at the bar for it. It was going crazy for this man. It, the, the, uh, the sand shot that he put in, I ran up and down the bar. You should have seen me out there. This is coming off some little English premier league brunch, a couple Irish coffees, had a fun day. Um, man, but that, I think Brooks, Phil, that Sunday pairing was the best Sunday pairing we've had in God knows how long. And that was the most exciting golf tournament we've had since uh, Tiger won the Masters in 2019. Is that, that the best possible pairing you could that have besides Tiger Phil? That. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For With what the field was, like for this week, that was the best possible final round pairing that they could ask for. Yeah. Easily. So that, yeah, that was awesome. And they were both in it the entire time. They were one-two for the entire time. The books are begging you to bet Phil again at Charles Schwab. He's plus seven thousand. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing right. those. I'm, I'm going to come back for the majors. Um, but I mean, fuck, he's playing really well. He might have another. Does he? Do you, all right. Does Phil have another major in him? No. In his career, or is no. that it? No, I think that's probably it. Who's more likely to win one more major, Tiger or Phil? Tiger, Phil. definitely. Phil. Wow. Chad, we don't even know if Tiger's going to be able to golf no, again. I think Tiger's walk. walking around yeah. without crutches. He, Tiger will... Really? I, yeah. Yeah, there was a picture today. He was at some charity thing. Yeah, he was. He has like a sleeve on one of his legs, but he was walking around with no crutches. I say without a doubt, Tiger. I mean, you look over the past three without or four years... Without a doubt, he says. Yeah, with, over the last three or four years, Tiger has been in several majors. He lost to Brooks in the PGA, what was it, three years ago? He finished second. Like he was in that, he won the Masters. He's been like finishing the top twenty in a couple majors. Phil has not even come close. I think that Phil is gonna win another one. I think he's gonna get lucky number seven. That'll be it. He's gonna get one more. I hope. I mean, that was some of the best form that he's ever had in his career. Like, yeah, 
That, that they, and apparently, for... apparently he felt it coming. He said he was going to win one soon. He said he's, his caddy said that he's playing the best golf he's played in years. I his saw it caddy, who also happens to be his brother. Yeah. Fun fact. Uh, he's playing in years. No. That knows. run he went on from like what was it a little? I think it was early in the third round. Was unbelievable. He was birding like every single hole. He was just he, he did not make mistakes. Or second round runner. maybe. He played like an I, absolute I, veteran out there. His irons were just dialed in. I mean, he was throwing darts at the green all day. Darts. And darts. and Brooks just, I mean, Saturday and Sunday. I mean, Saturday, Brooks obviously made a bit of a run. But both days, he just seemed a bit shaky at times. I, I don't he know. He never had it. Like the, I, tell, I swear to God, before that sand shot, I said, it's okay. He's good out of the sand. I literally turned to Addy. I said that. I was like, he's good out of the sand. And then he fucking dunks it in or didn't dunk it in. But he put it in there. That was awesome. So you he called just it. Didn't make mistakes. He just did not make mistakes. Yeah, I mean, great that for the game of golf. Did, and that is a that is a damn hard. That's what, probably one of the hardest courses they'll play this whole year. I would have to imagine. Yeah. Obviously, okay. it's a major, but I mean, they need to have more events there. More events in South Carolina. More events in North Carolina. The crowd was unbelievable. My there, dad's playing there this fall. That's awesome. Good for him. Is he playing the tips? Um, I don't know if he will. They usually play. He plays there like every other year. They do like a, a dad's golfing trip. I don't get. I don't catch the invite. But yeah, maybe uh, when you have a child, that's a scary thought, though. Yeah, yeah, and, that's, uh, that's right. So our next major, we go to Torrey Pines, June seventeenth. So we have a U.S. Open, a month about for the U.S. Open. So oh, yeah. fun fact for you guys, I was talking about this with my dad, and because uh, they they brought up Oak Hill on the podcast on Saturday, or not the podcast on the broadcast on Saturday. So Oak Hill used to host the the US Open and then I think yeah. it was 10 years ago it switched to the PGA. The reason for that being um I guess there's more people that attend the US Open and they just didn't have the like Rochester just isn't big enough for US Open is the best way to put it. So they started hosting the PGA. I forget if it was 10 years ago or if it was 20 years ago. But Oak Hill has the PGA in 2020, maybe next year, 2023. No, two years. Um, and that nice. might be it because the PGA uh, up until last year is always the last major of the year in August or whatever. And they moved it up to May. The British is now the, or the, the Open Championship, I should say, is now the last one, right? Which, yeah, which I don't like. I liked having the PGA as the last major. But they said the weather in Rochester is just too suspect to have a tournament in May. Like, yeah, they don't really have enough time to get it ready. So this might be the last PGA major at Oak Hill. Uh, so that was our fun uh, fact for the Rochester people. I smell a seventh rounders trip raffle in the works. I I do. I will one. come back. I'll come back up for that, Chad. Will you house me? Yes, I will. All right. Um. So on to our next. No wait. Oh. Because I will forget, and I just want to say we didn't record last week. I told everyone, all you beautiful, lovely listeners, to take Rombauer and the and the the Preakness, and God damn it, that beauty of an animal won, won convincingly. Came out of the final turn like you shot out of a cannon. He'll be running in the Belmont. We have that not this coming weekend, but next weekend. Just had to say that. Just had to absolutely say that. Shout out to Marzullo because I know he uh, capitalized, to say the least. Well, well done, Joe. Good for us. Maybe a raffle for the Belmont. Could um, be. Hey. Could be. Moving on to the other bit of news. 
Um, this is close to one of our co-hosts, Connor. Julio Jones, um, it is official. He requested a trade. Turns around, it- turns out this happened months ago. Uh, didn't no, uh, I mean, Shannon Sharp like let's, just let's, blindsided let's him. Let's call it what what it was an absolute PR nightmare for the Atlanta <laughs> Falcons as an organization today. Yeah, I wake up about. I was awake at like 10. I didn't have to work that early today. All of a sudden, my phone just starts going off. I'm like, what is this? And then I go on Twitter just everywhere. There's this video of Julio Jones on speakerphone on Undisputed saying, I'm out of there. I want to win. Like, I have so many thoughts. I've been able to decompress a bit and like really take it in. Shannon Sharp, there's no way Julio knew he was on air. That's That was just a... Yeah absurd move of journalism right there to blindside him like that Two, if we if he did request a trade a while ago and we were looking for packages we just the packages instantly got worse because now they know that julio wants out Mm -hmm. and three i was pissed off because i didn't listen if he requests a trade I think we should give him a trade. He's a Falcons legend. He deserves to play out the end of his career how he wants to. I'm sad that he's going to leave, but, like, I get that. But to just, like, throw it in our face that, like, the reason you're leaving is because you want to win, just that one didn't sit right with me. I was a little upset about that. He will f- always be my favorite Falcons player of all time, and I hope he ends up anywhere but New England. And... So this brings we'll us see. back, Connor, to um, our our podcast that we record after the draft um, regarding their selection of Kyle Pitts in the direction of the franchise, because it seems like the industry in general is m- split on the the direction of the Falcons. Some people, including myself, see this as a rebuild now. They don't have the pieces now to compete. Why not start rebuilding? Some others, including yourself, believe that, you know, Matt Ryan is still playing as as good as he can play and that this team can compete for the playoffs this year. So that's where it's kind of tough to dissect what the Falcons are doing because there's so many different directions they could go. Um, So it's tough hearing from a Falcons legend that he's out of there because he wants to win. So um, I I will say, I think there is a chance that the Falcons front office thought this team could compete and truly drafted Pitts with the intention of having Julio come back. Again, I have no idea what those initial talks were when he requested a trade. I don't know. I mean, now you kind of have to trade him because it's out there in the open. But I don't know if, you know, three months ago he was like, hey, would you mind like looking into this for me and then we can talk later or if it was truly like I I'm not playing another game for the Falcons. So, yeah. We'll and see. Connor, I I don't think this completely changes everything for the Falcons. If the Falcons thought going into the draft and outside of the draft that hey, our goal is to compete this year, I don't think losing Julio Jones is going to completely change all of that. Well, that's the thing. I mean, this guy, he was incredible when he played last year bottom line is he didn't play basically the whole second half of the season um you know and you take pits 
You have Arthur Smith, who uses a lot more 11 personnel. So, you know, we're going to feature two tight ends more, which we have. We have Ridley. We have Russell You have Gage. a running back. I'm all in on Mike, Mike Davis. Mike Davis, I like the signing. I think Mike Davis is going to be good. Gamecock, great Mike Davis. So, I actually, about Mike Davis, real quick side side note. I was looking at it. When we signed Michael Turner from the Chargers, Mike Davis only has 100 more carries at this point in his career. And it's only two years older than Michael Turner was when he came over. We might run this guy into the ground, but I think he's going to have a good couple of seasons for us. He's a stud. Um, I had class with him. Nice. That's that's a wild full circle right there. But uh, aside from that, of his thighs? yeah, I mean, that's why he's been getting so much buzz lately, purely because of that picture. I mean, he, but he was a stud when he got in for the Panthers. He was an absolute stud. Yeah. I, no, I think he's going to be great. But back to my previous point, I think we have a good enough offense with or without Julio. And going into the season, offense, we weren't worried about it, and I'm still not too worried about it. It's if our is our defense going to you know allow us to win enough games to compete? We'll see. It's a huge question mark. I saw they're asking for a first round pick. I would genuinely be shocked if we got a first round pick back for Julio Jones. I don't know if they will. I, I think I, I think that, dude, he might go to New England. I feel like the J.C. Jackson-Gilmore thing with the pick is just a realistic scenario. But at the same time, I don't know if – because I feel like Belichick doesn't actually, I don't know, give away his hand like that. So could be I saw that there. I saw that there was like, I want to say, six or seven teams that as of right now have the cap space to take Julio Jones on. Uh, San Francisco, New England, Indianapolis, and I believe Baltimore were the top four with cap space right now. Listen, I would I would love to get Gilmore and Jackson plus a, a second or third round pick back for him. I think that'd be a great return. Gilmore's probably got like, I don't know, one or two more years, but he's still pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. And we get an early pick. I'd love Jackson in the pick. I think that'd be it's it's ugly on paper, you know. It's not going to win any fans yeah. over, but those, those are the moves you got to make. I mean, yeah. I think if you could get J.C. Jackson in a in a pick, I think that's an absolute slam dunk. I don't think the Patriots would be willing to do that. I think uh, I a think Gilmore Julio Gilmore. deal. Yeah, yeah, just got two older guys. I, I I think that could you know is more realistic, but uh, we'll see. Um, let's take a quick break. We'll be back with a little NHL and NBA playoff talk. And we're back. The NHL playoffs are in full swing. Um, And my prediction from two weeks ago is looking good. My Tampa versus Colorado Stanley Cup matchup. I think those have got to be the clear cut favorites right now. Um, probably were the clear cut favorites. You're acting like it's a rocket science pick. Tampa was not a rocket science pick. People were hating on Tampa. They won the, they won it last year. I know. And everyone's like, Oh, Carolina, Boston. Um, Boston looks good, man. Boston. No one's beating Tampa Bay in the, the, that side of the country, but we're going to start with the hometown Canes. I told you guys Nashville's winning that series. It's 2-2, right? It's 2-2. And it's it's back to Carolina for game 5. Yep. And it's Tomorrow a five night. games is it a five game series? 7. Oh, it is 7. 
Okay. So it'll go two, one, two, one or one, one. one. Yep. Okay. Saturday, the game is in, uh, it's in Raleigh. If it goes to game seven, there's a possibility the boys make a road trip on Saturday for that game. If it happens possibility. So NHL playoffs have been exciting so far outside of the Canadian division, which I think we've all boycotted at this point. I, you know what, after the Oilers blew a four, one third period lead last night, I have decided I will not be watching any Canada games further. Uh, I want to say it. Time. An absolute, absolute catastrophe for the National Hockey League that Connor McDavid's not making Fucking it through the first pathetic, round. Dude. So bad. They never win in the playoffs. They never win in the playoffs. They don't go anywhere. Edmonton that's a marketing has so many nightmare. Good players. I marketing don't understand nightmare that, that that team's losing. They're a bunch of mental midgets, dude. As soon as any adversity strikes and they lose momentum, they are dead. Dead. They've got such a good team on paper. I don't Crazy. understand it for the life of me. Um, so, yeah, the Canadian division is dead to us. Um, actually, so going on right now, we have a 2-2. Chad, with a here a, a moment. The I'm gonna, I'm gonna one of the, the better wheel. series. We, okay. Clemens takes the wheel for Chad, and he's going to give it back. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the better series going on right now, 2-2, the Islanders and the Penguins. Um, the game is actually tied 2-2 midway through the third. Um, I don't like either of these teams in the long run, though. I just don't see either of them. Who do they play the winner of? Uh, the other East Division matchup, which is Capitals and Bruins. So the Bruins. Connor like, might be muted here. I don't know. I didn't hear him. I, I was going to say, the Islanders, they're very uninspiring to watch, but... They can match up with anybody because they just grind the games out. They so, do. You know, if if they get you, if they get ahead in a series, they're going to be tough to beat. Yeah, in my opinion. They uh, sure. that's that's a classic Barry Trotz team though. Like, and they also, I believe, they do not have Anders Lee. Um, he's arguably their best player. So, uh, but they they are a very unpleasant team to play against for sure. The style okay. of play. So Chad hated um, that take apparently. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> yeah, I did not. I disagree. No, what Chad does, he picks certain teams that he like actually wants to talk about. He won't even entertain any <laughs> thought about the other people. Yeah, other I'm not teams. entertaining anything. Yeah, about let's remember them. this. They're too boring. Um, Minnesota Vegas. You guys are both on Minnesota tonight. Vegas is up three one. Do you think Minnesota can come back and win the series, or is this just no. a one-game play? One that... game thing. I think they lose 4-2. Uh, Wild got absolutely screwed last game, man. They did. They did. That was my lock of the the day there. Did not hit. So I was pretty upset about it. The Wild are a good team. They kind of play I think, a similar brand of hockey as the Islanders. Is If, if they're getting the saves, um, they're going to grind you down and probably win. But if Vegas gets hot, shooting like that, that that's gonna be a problem especially flurry didn't allow a goal last game so um you can't really win when you score zero <laughs> thanks for that <laughs> that's what they say tales all this time bc alum alex tuck's been having a, a great series for vegas big fan of his and uh another bc guy was getting a start in goal tonight for the florida panthers spencer knight it's good to see even though the lightning are gonna hopefully shred him up because i bet on them they're only up 1-0. He's playing admirably. Couldn't have played worse than the first two guys. Let me tell you, Bobrovsky looked like a traffic cone in there the other day. Jesus Christ, man. I could have done better, and I was at the pool 
I haven't seen <laughs> Sodas. Tomorrow I could have played better than that. Bobrovsky literally looked like he was playing like blindfolded. I've never seen something so embarrassing. He used to be not bad for Columbus. What the hell happened, Chad? What happened to that guy? Uh, goalie's age fast. Goalie's age fast. Except Flurry. He doesn't age. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, he's still good. I'll also, tell you what. Brian though. Miller apparently was playing up until like last year. You, I had no idea. He's got to be like 45. He's got to be. He's a legend. He's on that Tim Howard level. Yeah. Um, but I, I will say a hockey goalie is by far the hardest athletic thing there is to do. Did I got the chance Price's to is save tonight. No, I Folks, did not. If you guys haven't seen it, if you're listening to this and you still haven't seen it, look up Carrie Price's save, uh, against the Maple Leafs tonight. It's the best one of the playoffs so far. I'd have to say diving across the net. It was incredible. Um, Go and find that later. Chad, I knocked you completely off your train of thought. Where were you going to go? He was about to tell us that he played goalie in an intramural game once, and it was impossible. Oh. It, it was – I let up eight goals. We still won, but I was – I was – You were a sieve out there. You were a sieve out there. How many did you save? How many – I had two saves and <laughs> eight goals against. You had a 20 save percentage? Yes. <laughs> that yeah. is terrible. Never tell anyone that. I Well, it was fun. Tomorrow night, we have uh, Toronto-Montreal series tied 1-1. I think we agreed we're not going to talk about the Canadian division. Um, and then the big one, Nashville-Carolina. Um, should be a good one. Actually, going into a segment with this transition, transition. Voice cracked. A small one if you guys caught it. <laughs> Guess the spread. I'm going to have to be creative with this, boys. Um so, I don't want to. I don't. I honest to God don't want to cheat. I'm lo- literally looking at it. So I'm okay. Worried. You should have said I was gonna have. You're like running through the games and not expecting me to look at it right now. All right, fine. We'll do guess the spread for other sports. I haven't uh, looked at NBA tomorrow. If you want to do that later on, I don't know if Connor has. Okay. I, I know tell. a few of the games. I know a few of the games. Okay. He's being honest, partially. I think that's a good segue to the NBA, unless you guys had any final thoughts on the NHL. Yeah, I'm going to be worried about the state of some some folks in Charlotte if the Canes do not win tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be very sad morale. So, hopefully. Yeah. I'm rooting for the it. Canes, too. So, I, let's see. We need Go Canes press. hockey. We need Canes hockey. Sorry, Alyssa. The NBA is here uh, tonight, right now. Milwaukee is destroying Miami. Um, Humbling them. Yeah. The first game was a really good game. I watched some of that. Um, Milwaukee pulled it out in the end. Um, I mean, we got a lot to recap with the NBA. Uh, the Knicks are dead, thank God. Um, Knicks Lakers are, dead. are Let's back you off real, real Lakers quick. are dead, one, thank God. One, it was one of the most electric atmospheres in sports last night. 15K back in the garden. Playoff basketball. Incredible game. Knicks best player, Julius Randle, basically a no-show. Trey Young, amazing game. Looks like he's going to be another villain in MSG, which is just fantastic. That game was incredible to watch overall. Knicks very much alive. Going to be a great series, I think. All I'll say on it, I'm still going to take the Knicks to win that series. 
I just had to get my. I, I don't appreciate you just calling teams dead after they. You're you're you overreact more than anybody, and the NBA playoffs is the one That's spot crazy. you absolutely cannot do that. Listen, there's three teams that I just hate so much right now, and they all lost: the Knicks, the Lakers, and no, just two. So it was. I mean, hap, good for Chad. Thank God the Lakers lost. The Lakers are dead. Who's more dead, the Knicks or the Lakers? Neither, well, see, I, I think that really depends. What I think the the Knicks are more dead in the sense of the the playoffs as a whole. But I think in this series, the particular series, the Lakers are facing a bigger uphill battle than the Knicks. So you so you think both the Knicks and the Lakers are still going to win their series? I'm more confident that the Knicks win their series than the Lakers win their series. But yes, I do think they both end up winning their series. Okay. I I hope they don't. I honestly Listen, have Anthony no idea. Davis had one of the worst games. I'm not even talking about worst games from superstars. One of the worst games I've ever watched yesterday. Absolutely abysmal performance from him. And if I he thinks this- he's going to be taking mid-range jumpers the entire game they will lose probably in five or six that guy watching that game having had way too much on live bets on the lakers and him come down with like fucking campaign on him and he's taking mid-range jump shots are you shitting me you're a ball deandre has more offensive rebounds than you have entire rebounds in the game what are they paying you money to do out there? He did almost nothing yesterday. It was pitiful to watch. Um, I took the Ron Suns. Ron also looked horrible. I know you took the Suns. It was a great bet. I'm mad at myself. I do this every out. year in the playoffs at least once. I just overvalue LeBron's greatness. And I'm like, LeBron's hey, going to win me this game. Quick shout out my guy, Don. Don, if you're listening to this, man. <laughs> good good uh, interacting on Twitter. It's my guy, dude. <laughs> that was my fucking yeah, that was great. I think God. people are just completely overlooking the Suns. The Suns are I so agree. good. Suns They're are so good. Um, They're very deep. Team. Very, very I'm deep. I'm so sick of LeBron and his antics, dude. I want them out immediately. I can't stand, I can't stand it. I also need the Mavs out because I can't stand No. Leaving. Please, the Cl- for the love I of hate, God, the Clippers hate, need to come hate back. I hate watching the Clippers, dude. That team stinks. Clippers cost me some money. Um, uh, yeah, NBA playoffs are interesting. Need the Nuggets big tonight. Uh, I think they'll come back and I don't know. The Blazers are good. There is one team that's officially dead in this playoffs, and it's the Boston Celtics. Yeah, they, they suck. They suck on the water, dude. They... Yeah. They got the perfect start in that game. That scores 16 first quarter points, and then they just get steamrolled in the second half. They that suck team is so much. dead. Yeah. But you know, overall, the NBA playoffs, this is probably the best opening round series I've seen in the NBA playoffs in quite some time. Don't forget about the hottest team in basketball right now, the Memphis Grizzlies, baby. I love them. They died. They were. That was a good call by me last night, too. I'm really happy with that. Yeah, the uh, the Jazz should be on on life alert right now. They had- Donovan Mitchell not even listed on the injury report before the game. Says in a pregame interview that he's good to go, and then gets scratched last second. Bad juju in Utah. That team is a regular season team. They, they also started. 
They started the COVID pandemic across the NBA too. Are they the Bucks of the West? No, they remind the, me of the Bucks that, are legit they, this year. They remind me of that Hawks team. All right, we'll talk about the Bucks in a second because I also think they're very legit this year. The Jazz remind me of that Hawks team that got the one seed with like Al Horford, Millsap, Kyle Korver, yeah. Jeff Teague, and they didn't and do just like, booty cheeks. Playoffs. Yeah. You know. The, the Jazz had a great regular. I couldn't agree more. Oh, you guys are they're frozen not- for me. Can you hear me now? Yes. The Jazz are just, they're not a playoff team the way they're built right now. So. I, I'm not worried about the Jazz though. I just don't. I, so do you think they, they lose that series? No, probably not. I just think in the grand scheme of the playoffs, they're, they just, are not going to beat the better teams. Uh, I think the Grizzlies probably get two games from them this series. So I think you're, I think John is, Connor, want to hear your thoughts. I think Brooklyn is going to just roll through the East. I don't think it's going to be close. John likes the Bucks. Um, Connor, what are your thoughts on the Bucks? Anyone else that, do you think there's anyone that can compete with the Nets? I don't think so. I, I honestly skew Bucks to win the East right now. I, uh, I do think they match up really well with Brooklyn. You'll have Drew Holiday on Irving. You'll have Middleton on James Harden and Giannis on KD. All, I think, pretty good lineups. Both deep teams. I just think it's going to come down to it, it. Listen, if the big three end up meshing, like, listen, against the Celtics, they were just taking turns going one-on-one. That was not great team basketball, I'll say. But if they mesh and they start playing, like, to each other's strengths, I think, yeah, they probably do roll through these. I just don't think that's going to happen this year. I think okay. it's going to be like the uh, the Heat's big three their first year when they just they got to the, the finals. And then, you know, you can break them down a little bit. Who? I mean, the West is way more wide open. The West is like borderline a shit show. I feel like we're talking about the NFC East. Um, who Who's your favorite? I'll, I'll start with Connor and we can go to John. Who's your favorite in the West right now? Is it still the Lakers? I think it's whoever wins that series. I think either team is is well poised to go to the finals. That's that's where I'm at. I think if the Suns can beat the Lakers, I think there's a really good chance the Suns can make it all the way to yeah. the finals. Um, I just I'm I'm fifty fifty with the Jazz. Maybe it was just a fluky first game, but I also tend to agree that they may be a regular season team. The Nuggets without Jamal Murray, I just don't I don't think they have enough firepower. And the Clippers are the Clippers are gonna clipper, I think is the best way to put it. It's good. I mean it's bad bad omen for them that they literally tanked the regular season just to avoid the Lakers. Like that was that was ugly. Paul George is he it's in his head now. He's full on playoff P. There's there's something about that. And then Kawhi has not been that good either. He seems like uh, that injury he has might be like a chronic thing. What is it? Like his hamstring or his leg, something like that. Uh, yeah, I agree. Good. I agree with you guys. I like the winner of that Suns Lakers series. I really. God, I hope it's the Suns, dude. That'd the, be fun. The, the Clippers' other problem is they can't guard pick and rolls. I mean, you can't have Ivaka Zubek on Luka for like multiple possessions at the end of a game. That's just not going to work. 
Yeah. I would I would love to see the Mavs make a run. Luca's one of my favorite players to watch. Um, but yeah, I think the West wide open. I do lean Suns or Lakers. It's an exciting playoffs, man. A lot of good matchups. Kind of wide open. More wide I'd, open. I'd love to, to I'd love to see Dame get to a, a finals though. That'd be cool to see him make a run. But I just don't think that Blazers team is is good enough. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get our segment started. Guess the spread. Connor won last time we did this, so he will start. Connor, just, how many the, games there tomorrow? Two, or, I think. Two or three. Uh, mix in a little MLB as well. There's three. I'll mix in a little MLB as well. Connor, you be honest. If you know it, a line already, don't be a little scumbag. Uh, we're going to start with the over-under in the Dallas Clippers game. 223. 217. 216. Let's go. Wow. We're back. I saw that that, they, that game, both teams ran in the regular season a lot. That was one of the slowest-paced playoff games so far. All right, next up, we're going to throw a little, a little sideways action at you. We have 7.40 p.m., uh, a pretty good showdown on the baseball diamond. We have the Milwaukee Brewers at home. They're 23 and 23 against the 30 and 17 San Diego Padres. Right now, it is Musgrove on the bump for the Padres and Corbin Burns on the bump for the Brewers. Give mm. me a little money line play. What is the money line? Is Brewers home? Yes. It's a good pitching matchup. That is. Yeah, that is. Man, I bet on the Brewers a lot this year. I feel like they don't win a lot. When I bet Their hitting on is frighteningly bad. It's terrible. Um, I'm going to go Padres minus 120. Fuck. That was exactly what I was going to say, actually. <laughs> I'll go uh, I'll go Padres minus 125. I, I, I don't know what side <laughs> of the would have done it's going to be on. It is Milwaukee minus 117. Oh, my. Wow. I'm going to take the Padres for sure. Yeah, given the brew crew a lot I of say, love at home. I, I say for sure. I gotta. I gotta. That's not. That's not true. I haven't looked. I haven't done my due diligence yet. I can't say that yet. All right, we're gonna move back to the hard court. The hardware. Why did I say hard court? Hardware. Hardwood. Yeah. Hardwood. <laughs> I'm delirious. Um, we have Clippers Lakers. I'll be tuning in for this one. Um, Phoenix leads one zero. Connor, you already know the spread on this one or no? Phoenix Lakers? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What about the over-under? I don't know the over-under. All right. Let's throw the over-under out there. I'll go 221 and a half. It's damn close. 224. It is 208. Wow. Jesus. So Ooh. Connor stays alive, 2-1. And we'll finish with the last over-under of the night. Boston and Brooklyn. John, you go first. Uh, 2-11. I go 2-14. It is 227. Damn it, dude. 
That's high. That's so high. It's 2-2, and we are going back to the diamond. I don't know that who this guy is, so I'm not doing that one. All right, a little um, Astros-Dodgers. The Astros mm-hmm. are 26-21. and 21. The Dodgers are 29-18. and 18. Kershaw is on the hill for the Dodgers. Greinke is on the hill for the wow. Astros. Give me a money line number here. It's a good game. Who's at home? The Astros. I'll go Dodgers minus 110. Astros minus 110. The Dodgers minus 122. Damn. Uh, out of a 2-0 hole, Powers comes roaring Oh, my God. Out. A choke job. I was pretty off on all those last three. Lacking focus. He's getting a little tired. It's 930. This is I'm late. I'm getting tired. Yeah. I'm settling into tired mode. That's a bummer. Well, uh, for my last call, I just want to thank Julio Jones for some of the greatest moments in Falcons history. We're almost at our end here. It's like a, you know, it's one of those breakups you feel like has to happen. You're going to miss it. You loved it. You loved every second of it. But you nice. got to move on. And uh, I'm confident in the Falcons' trajectory. Confident in Matty Ice. Let's go win a damn Super Bowl. That a boy. My uh, last call. Connor made me uh, emotional right there. My last call is a thank you to And Chad's last, last call this is, weekend. Is, Chad's last call is terrible audio. Tough. My last call is a shout out to the city of South Bend. I was out there for the last time this past weekend. I left it all out on the court. I I hung for as long as I could. Uh, nice. It was a treat as always. Proud of you, man. My last call goes to uh, Memorial Day weekend. Just a time of year that you look forward to a four day weekend. Uh, can't wait. Don't really have much plans. I am going to go golfing. I do know that. Um, I'll be in. I'll be in the Charlotte area. Very excited. Much needed. It's always a nice weekend. It's always a nice weekend. It's All always right. a good time. And with that, we sail off. We will talk to you all again next week. Addy, good luck tomorrow night. And we will talk soon. Love you all. Good night. Thank you for listening. Productions by AJ Bradbury.